Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520, blanketing 17 states and much of Canada. We're happy to be on the air without repeat shows for five months uh, due to the COVID problem. But we have a a very brilliant uh, strategic thinker on the program who has vision. This is a man who loves the United States and also loves the state of Israel. His name is Kenneth Abramowitz. And you may have heard of his blog that is internationally regarded. It's um, SaveTheWest.com. And I would like to tell you a little bit more of Ken Abramowitz, backed by popular demand on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. Ken Abramowitz is a managing partner, general partner, and co-founder of NGN Capital, a $450 million worldwide health care venture capital fund. Ken joined NGN from the Carlisle Group in New York, where he was managing director from 2001 to 2003, focused on U.S. buyout opportunities in the health care industry. He is awarded the number one analyst in medical devices and or services for 15 years by the Institutional Investor Magazine, which also placed him in the Wall Street Analyst Hall of Fame in 2009 with a rank of 15 out of 20,000 analysts. Very gifted man with courage and vision. Our guest today on the Rusk Report, Kenneth Abramowitz, with his blog, Save the West. Let's first talk about who are the enemies of the United States, but you could also talk about who are the enemies of the West, uh, the United States, Canada, Israel? Please, Ken Abramowitz. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you very much for the very nice introduction. The, um, the U.S. is facing uh, numerous entities. I, I count them as roughly ten enemies. And, uh, but you can uh, put the ten enemies into two big categories, what I call the reds and the greens. The reds are the red is the traditional color for communism, and uh, and and green is the tra- traditional color for Islam. So I, I call the enemies the reds and the greens. But so let me further define the reds. Um, and by the way, these enemies are both abroad and and domestic. So these are worldwide enemies. We we confront them everywhere, but but in different forms. Uh, so for example. Uh, in 
Uh, and by the way, uh, half the world uh, is, lives in a democracy, and democracy I call Western civilization. And half the world live in a dictatorship, and, and I call uh, those uh, dictatorships are primarily the reds and the greens. And so you could look at this as, uh, as a battle between democracy and dictatorship which has been going on since the beginning of mankind. This is, this is nothing new. Uh, the basic question is how should countries, people be organized? Uh, from, uh, is it we the people that, that run a country, or is it the government that runs the country and tells us what to do? So um, in terms of uh, defining the reds, the reds would be China and Russia. Even though Russia is not a, a communist country anymore, it traditionally was, and it was the first communist country in 1917. So I, I call them part of the Reds. They're authoritarian, not really communist. China's authoritarian and, and uh, communist. But they don't run the country like a communist country. It's, it's really a hybrid of communist, communism and capitalism. And then the Greens would be Islam. But I don't regard all of Islam as an enemy of America. Uh, I only regard political Islam, the politicization of, of the religion of Islam as, as an enemy. But uh, uh, So therefore, the, the big enemies are the political Islam countries, or also known as the Islamist countries. Iran would be the best example of an Islamist country determined to take over the world and uh, make everybody their version of uh, Muslim. Uh, that then would come uh, uh, Turkey and Qatar, who are actually half friends, half enemies of America, but they're also run by Islamists who want to take over the world. And then you have Al-Qaeda, ISIS, and there's <laughs> hundreds of affiliates and different names who physically want to take over uh, uh, the world. And then you have uh, Saudi Arabia, a traditionally Islamist country that's actually going through a very big transformation. And I'm very happy to see. And they're uh, trying in their own way to move closer to us and have shed their desire to kill everybody in America as they had for 9 11 when 15 of the 19 uh, uh, 9 11 terrorists were Saudis. And that's a very encouraging change. So those are the Islamist countries with Saudi Arabia uh, modifying itself, reforming itself, uh, which is a very positive development. So that, uh, that, those are the key uh, enemies, the Reds and the Greens. Um, uh, and the challenge we face is how do you fight all of them simultaneously? That's well, that, that's, that's what I'd like to talk about. Uh, you have people throughout the world who hate the United States, who'd like to destroy the United States and have it cease to be. So how do you fight their ideology without warfare? How, how can you change their way of thinking to our democratic uh, way of thinking that's based on Judeo-Christian ethics? Ken Abramowitz. Yes, well, I, I regard ourselves now in World War III. We don't know that, but we are in World War III. And um, I do not look at World War III as a repeat of World War II. I look as a repeat of the Cold War. Uh, the difference being in World War II, we had bombs blowing up everywhere and, and huge battles between uh, different uh, armies. Uh, and the Cold War was a 70-year uh, war with the Soviet Union. There were some battles, obviously. There was Vietnam. There was North Korea. But it wasn't characterized like, like a World War II movie. They, they, you, 
you or I might have seen, uh, or history books that we might have read. It was an intellectual war, an ideological war, uh, between uh, the democracy and dictatorship. And, um, uh, and we won and they lost. Or <laughs> we thought we won and we thought they lost. Uh, they're actually still around and kicking uh, with a very subversive ideology uh, that they've infected into our schools, uh, that we're fighting them uh, school by school, uh, university by university. Uh, so uh, think of this as a long war. Um, 70 years was the Cold War. But now we're in, we're in a Cold War uh hopefully a cold war. I'm not a big fan of hot wars where bombs blow up. Uh, but we're in a long cold war with still with China and Russia, the Reds, and, and with the Greens. And uh, as I had mentioned to you, and the question is, how do we prevail? Uh, this is primarily a cultural war. Uh, I, I monitor six forms of warfare, physical war, cultural war, economic war, legal war, demographic war, and cyber war. Uh, so we have to fight all six of those forms of war, uh, but uh, the predominant war that we're fighting is a cultural war, a war of ideas, and and it's a real trick to make sure that we stay loyal to our ideas and intellectually defeat their ideas. We're learning a great deal from a man with a great vision and courage. I'm talking today with Ken Abramowitz who has the blog internationally regarded called Save the West, uh, savethewest.com. And uh, we're taping this by telephone to Florida today, and we're learning a great deal from a man uh, who has great love for the United States and for Israel. One plug here, it's Polish American Heritage Month, spread the word. October is Polish American Heritage Month, and there's no better way to share your Polish pride or get reacquainted with your heritage than by reading the Ampol Legal. News, historic, and cultural features from the Polish-American perspective can be found to your door each week for less than 60 cents. The Ampol Legal is offering a Heritage Month deal for new subscribers, just $14.95 for a six-month trial subscription. Call 716-835-9454 and mention this radio station. This special offer is good through November 1st. Get a subscription or send one to a friend. Call 716-835-9454. I'd like to thank those who called regarding our recent guests, Rita Cosby of CBS Inside Edition, Salpy Doring, woman financial advisor, and Terry McGuire with the uh, Erie County and Buffalo Naval and Servicemen's Park. A little bit more information about Kenneth Abramowitz. He has published several notable studies on healthcare service companies, major medical mergers, and cardiovascular device innovation. He currently serves on the board of directors of OptiScan Biomedical Corporation, Valtech Limited, and Serapidicus. Ken has been. A, what's that? Therapeutics. Therapeutics. Um, Ken has been a staunch supporter and contributor to various organizations that are fighting to preserve liberty and to protect Israel and America from political Islam and the radical left. A man of great vision, intelligence, and courage. Our guest today, Ken Abramowitz, and he's with the blog SaveTheWest.com. 
Uh, let's talk about the Donald Trump administration. He seems to be a fierce advocate for our Democrat rights here in the United States. He's a big supporter of Israel. He seems to have an outstanding relationship with the Prime Minister of Israel, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. Let's talk about how our government is doing to fight the radical Islam. Ken Abramowitz. <laughs> yes, uh, well, uh, as I had just mentioned, uh, the, the radical left, or I call the reds, and the radical uh, Muslims uh, or Islamists, uh, which I call the Greens, uh, are, are engaged in us, uh, have engaged in us in a worldwide war, which I call World War III. They've declared war on us. We actually haven't declared war on them. That's, that's the irony of the situation. We, we just go along saying uh, everything's wonderful, everything's wonderful, and uh, let's go to work, uh, let's uh, have, uh, fi- uh, get married, let's have families, let's go to the theater, um, and let's go on vacation and uh, send the kids to school, and uh, everything's wonderful. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Reds and the Greens have made the decision to destroy uh, Western civilization. In other words, half of the world, uh, or democracy, or undermine democracies. So the the question is, how do you fight a war when the, when the when the bad guys know they're fighting a war and the good guys don't know they're fighting a war? It's a pretty unusual situation, and 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 the the crux of the problem is that uh, democracies and dictatorships think differently. Uh, d- democracies are bottom-up organizations. Uh, in other words, we the people are running the country. So we the people want to do what normal people want to do. <laughs> uh, as I said, uh, have a house or an apartment, uh, go to work, uh, uh, contribute to your company, contribute to society, uh, have children, uh, send them to college, uh, let them get married and have children, and, and all the normal things that normal people do. Uh, but bad guys think differently than good guys. So bad guys wake up, the reds and the greens, and say, how do I destroy democracy? How do, uh, uh, how, how do I win each of the six forms of warfare? How do I defeat them physically? How do I defeat them culturally? How do I defeat them economically? How do I defeat them legally? How do I defeat them demographically? And how do I defeat them through cyber? And so... Uh, my key point is we have to start acting like we're in a state of war. We can't just keep letting our two uh, groups of enemies declare war on us without our declaring war on them. So uh, uh, President Trump uh, understands um, uh, most of this, but not all of this. The, the, the key challenge he has is, is uh, I've identified not only are we fighting the two enemies, but we're fighting them on 40 different fronts, 4-0. You can't do 40 things in one day. And so uh, the, the circuits of the government are overloaded uh, with our challenges, and we're not properly configured as a government to confront 40 challenges uh, from, from two key types of enemies simultaneously. And so he needs help. He, he needs um, uh, some stronger p- people around him. He has good people around him, but he needs more of them and stronger people around him to pursue this uh, long, uh, cold war, which I call World War III. Let's talk about our U.S. Congress. We've seen on the floor of the Congress certain members uh, denounce and condemn the state of Israel. 
Um, many have interpreted this as uh, anti-Semitic remarks, uh, plotting the destruction of the state of Israel. Um, we've seen a lot of anti-American statements against the United States of America in Congress. Uh, it seems that many of them do not like this country, what we're founded for. So let's talk about if Congress is doing its job well. Ken Abramowitz. Yes. Um, thank you for the question. Uh, Western democracy, Western civilization or democracy, is held together by three major documents or philosophies or thought processes. Uh, Western civilization began 3,800 years ago with Abraham, so we call that Judeo. 1,800 years later came Jesus uh, in, uh, with the New Testament. Abraham was the beginning of the Old Testament. The, um, and then about 250 years ago, the Founding Fathers took the wisdom of the Old and New Testament and created the secular laws called Constitution and Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence, those wonderful documents. Those are the three glues that hold Western civilization together. So what the enemies of Western civilization are doing, the enemies of democracies, in other words, the dictatorships, whether it's the red or the green, are trying to undermine Judeo whenever they can, Christian whenever they can, and the Constitution Bill of Rights whenever they can. So think of it as a uh, three-front attack on Western civilization. So an attack on Judeo is an attack on Christians. Attack on Christians is an attack on Judeo. Attack on the Constitution is an attack on Judeo and Christian. In other words, think of these three philosophies or documents uh, or mindsets, uh, which together are created Western civilization. Uh, are, uh, pretend you could have a Siamese t twin, but a Siamese triplet, so to speak. One body with three heads. An attack on one of those heads, whether it's Judeo head, the Christian head, or the Constitutional Bill of Rights head, is attack on the other two by definition. And so, uh, therefore, we cannot allow attacks, uh, uh, unimpeded attacks on Judeo or Christian or the Constitution, because that's the game they're playing. They, they, their game is to separate us uh, and pick us off uh, one by one by one. And, and we, on Judeo plus Christian plus Constitutional Bill of Rights, have to pretend that we're a triplet Siamese triplet and, and, and hang together, stay together, work together, cooperate together, think together to uh, defeat the uh, enemies of Western civilization, namely the Reds and the Greens. For those who have just tuned into the Rusk Report, we're learning a great deal from Ken Abramowitz. We're taping this by telephone to West Palm Beach, Florida. Ken Abramowitz has the blog, SaveTheWest.com, that is internationally regarded. He gives over 100 speeches per year and a very uh, a gifted man uh, fighting for the survival of the United States and the state of Israel. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, New York, northern Florida, or Montreal to our 50,000 watts of clear channel power, please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters 
from our listeners. If you're listening overseas or in Canada, we've received letters at the station as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand at ESPN AM 1520, so we'd like to hear from you. Next week, we'll have David Horowitz, the author of Blitz, on this program, recommended by Chris Ruddy of Newsmax. Also, we'll have a program coming up on support in the Polish community nationally for Donald Trump for president. A little bit more information about Ken Abramowitz. He serves on the boards of the Israel Independence Fund, American Friends of Likud, Americans for a Safe Israel, the Institute for the Study of Global Anti-Semitism and Policy, and Bible Lands Museum. He is also active in 25 pro-Israel America Western Civilization Organization. He is the founder of SaveTheWest.com, a website dedicated to saving Western civilization from itself. He is also chairman of Citizens for National Security and gives 100 speeches on this uh, per year. Now, protection of life, our survival, living, and future generations. How are we going to do this, Ken Abramowitz? Yes. How are we going to do what? How are we going to protect our lives <laughs> here in the United States and in Israel? Uh, yes. Well, we first... We have to recognize that we're in World War III. Uh, second, we have to recognize that we're under attack from the Reds and the Greens uh, on a worldwide basis. Thirdly, we have to create a strategy to save ourselves from the Reds and the Greens and, and, and destroy the Reds and the Greens or convince the Reds and the Greens to become normal, like us, under the rule of law. And, um, and we, we need uh, essentially what Reagan did in 1982-84 period of time, he created executive orders, which were secret at the time, they're not secret anymore, saying that we're going to destroy the Soviet Union, but without killing them. In other words, we're going to look for, for uh, non-kinetic, as they say, non-physical ways of destroying the Soviet Union. So he basically launched an, uh, a, a, an economic, a cultural war, an economic war, uh, a legal war. Um, the, the uh, cyber uh, demographics and cyber weren't uh, such a big issue at that time, and and created a, a group of people whose function it was, it was to to destroy the Soviet Union. Well, uh, uh, roughly ten years later, a little less, uh, the Soviet Union fell. The wall fell, and um, and and they became more like us. Uh, without our having to kill millions of people or they're killing millions of people. So I modeled this World War III off of what Reagan did. President Trump should secretly sign an executive order, create a team of people whose function it is to destroy, not physically, to destroy culturally the, the um, evil ideology of the Reds and the Greens and, and therefore save us. Uh, from them and, 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 and move the war to them rather than to us. Uh, let, let them have internal dissension. Let them have uh, protests. Uh, let them have uh, instability domestically instead of letting them export their ideology to us. And then we have internal uh, instability as we're watching so graphically right now. 
Let's talk about protecting liberty, our freedoms, our self-determination. In China, there are probably millions of people in prisons who object, objected to their communist government. Uh, how do we protect our liberty here in the United States and in Israel? Uh, well, that's a good question. The um, uh, I, I look at the war... There's another way of looking at this, the war that we're fighting, uh, through three very famous words, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So the bad guys are attacking our life, they're attacking our liberty, and they're attacking our pursuit of happiness. So uh, we have to have strategies to uh, combat uh, each of those uh, issues. And then we have to have strategies to... Uh, take the war, the cultural war, to their countries. As they said, let them have the unrest. Why are we having the unrest? So uh, I would say one of the most important things is to have a decisive win uh, by uh, President Trump and the Republicans uh, in November 3, uh, the, because the Democrats have been infected uh, by the Reds and the Greens. The Democrat Party really isn't the Democrat Party anymore. It's been taken over by the Reds and the Greens. You could call it the Red-Green Party. You call it the Socialist Party, the Communist Party, the Islamist Party. There's a whole number of different characterizations of it, but it is not the Democrat Party. So we need a decisive victory of democracy, the rule of law, and as I, as I was saying, Judeo-Christian uh, society plus the Constitution Bill of Rights, and, and a decisive repudiation of red and green uh, ideology that has taken over the Democrat Party and could take over our country uh, as we're basically going through a cultural civil war. So we, we have to treat it as a war uh, uh, and, and treat it as, um, as I say, a cultural war, not a physical war, occasionally a physical war. And, and we have to have a strategy to win, and we have to have a strategy to convince the other guy, the other team, the Democrats, to become normal again. Democrats used to be normal, uh, but they're they're not normal anymore. They they no longer believe in life or liberty or the pursuit of happiness. And 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 as you could say, we're going through a civil war with the difference of Republicans believe in life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And Democrats are opposed to life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness because Reds and Greens. Uh, are opposed to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and the Democrats uh, uh, reflect that evil ideology that has taken over the party. We have about 30 seconds left uh, about pursuit of happiness. How can we still achieve our goals, successes, and joys in America? Ken Abramowitz. The pursuit of happiness is also the pursuit of property. <laughs> and... Um, low taxes <laughs> that's so so that when you work hard and you create something you you get to keep uh, most of the fruits of the labor at uh, 10 percent of the people pay 70 percent of the taxes and the democrats complain that the taxation system's unfair uh, well it is unfair it's unfair that 10 percent of the people pay 70 percent of the taxes they should pay 60 or 50 but the democrats want 10 percent of the people to pay 100 percent of the taxes or even 200 percent of the taxes and basically confiscate wealth 
hand it out to the people, buy their vote, and leave them with a dead economy. So we cannot allow that to happen. I'm sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. Special thanks to Jimmy Stellianu, our director of production. And we've learned so much from a man of great courage and vision with the SaveTheWest.com blog, internationally regarded, a man who fights for the survival of the United States and the state of Israel. Kenneth Abramowitz, Managing General Partner and Co-Founder of NGN Capital. Thank you for enlightening us once again on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.